0: Love Talk Radio. I'm Robert Rogers, your host, and you have just connected to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. This is the place to be if you're interested in exploring and finding more information about the options that are helping individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's reverse those symptoms and also get sustained relief from those symptoms. I have a quite exciting show for you today. We're dedicated to identifying many, many different options that are making a difference to persons who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. One of those options is neurofeedback. Dr. Jacqueline Gisburn has been investigating neural feedback now for a number of years as it specifically applies to Parkinson's disease. She now has considerable experience working with persons with Parkinson's. Dr. Gisburn was one of the guests at the very first Parkinson's recovery summit in Vancouver She attempted to make the Cincinnati Summit, but was unable to make it due to family considerations. But she is on schedule to be a presenter of a workshop at the Santa Fe Parkinson's Recovery Summit in February of next year. She'll also be providing individual sessions, as you will soon discover in the show that I am about to air. Neurofeedback, I know, is a term that's not familiar to many of you. I have a video clip. It's about 26 minutes long, but well worth watching, that I just posted today on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. If you go to the blog, you can actually click on that particular video, and you'll see a visual of exactly what these neuro treatment treatments actually look like and what they entail so I invite you as perhaps even you're listening to her discuss what she does on this show to literally look and see what it looks like in terms of a treatment. The blog address is com Today, it's July the 18th, so if you're listening to this show many, many months later, simply scroll back on the blog to that particular day. You'll see the video there, and you'll be able to look and see her giving a treatment to a person who currently experiences the symptoms of Parkinson's at... The very first Parkinson's Recovery Summit. Again, she'll be a guest presenter at the Santa Fe Summit in February of twenty thirteen, which is coming up in just a few minutes. Now I turn to the first segment of my interview with Doctor Gisburn. My guest today is Dr. Jacqueline Gisburn. The vision is to support the natural healing ability of the body and mind using organic, non-invasive methods of treatment. Now, how much better does it get than that? Dr. Gisburn, thank you so much for being with us
1: today. You're welcome.
0: Tell us all about yourself.
1: Um, I have been in Glenwood Springs doing neurofeedback since 2004. And we had been specializing in chronic pain when I was asked to see a man who had Parkinson's. And he came down from Canada. And we did what we do, which we call the beta reset. And it's a very specific use of neurofeedback technology that is different than traditional neurofeedback, although we do neural, traditional neurofeedback after they've gone through this first phase. He um, responded very well. And he, when he came in the door, he wasn't able to do anything but the shuffle step. He had the stone face. He had retracted uh, fingers, and his thumbs were retracted, and he had the tremor on the right side. And he was considered uh, a level three when uh, we saw him. And we did the beta reset. He was a very good responder. And by day five, he was able to hike up a mountain path. And on day three, he actually, I I looked at him and I said, "Do do you realize you have dimples and he said yes I used to I said no today in this chair you have (laughs) dimples and his face had uh, come back into its normal uh, what we call a normal animated um, potential so he could smile he could laugh you could hear him he had the tongue roll when he came in his tongue roll actually uh, was no longer evident after the uh, second day and actually going into the second day he came in with and we could understand him and uh so it was pretty pretty profound for us we did notice that he appeared to be over medicated right away and um he was he was working with uh his family physician to make sure that he could you know change anything and and did what was appropriate uh, in that situation. But by day seven, we took him up to the top of a mountain. And actually, he walked up the mountain path. And, and we took his picture, you know, standing on the top of this wonderful rock. And he was sitting at what was a family dinner. And the, one of the people came up and said, you know, we, we, I introduced him as who he was. And, and they said, you know, saying to him, I wish she would bring up some of her Parkinson's people because this is such a beautiful place. Not realizing he was he <laughs> wow, people.
0: what a testimonial for he, for, for
1: he ate salad with a fork for the first time in years. He could eat, you know, uh, beans and peas and and you know salads just without worrying about them just you know shaking off the fork and uh, was able to go down and enjoy the lakeside and and climb up to the top of the the, uh, mountain area. So it was really quite phenomenal. But this whole process is really a walk. After he went home, we plugged him into people who could support the process so that he could continue recovering. And we have watched him... uh, S- maintain very very high equilibrium but because parkinson's is about life events and overloading the central nervous system when he goes into overload he would he calls me still and and I can hear in his voice um if things aren't just right and we quickly skype so that we can see each other and allow him to go through what needs you know just releasing the things that are overloading his system. And then then we see the symptoms dissipate again. So they're, they're very transient at this point. And it takes every bit of a year, if you don't continue overloading the system, for the body to really go into a full recovery. If you continue doing what you've always done, the body will still be fighting the overload response. And so while we can get it stopped, get the symptoms to go into remission, it's really about changing some of the lifestyle that precipitated this this dynamic in the first place. So we, we really do keep a close eye on people even after they leave and uh, help them through that re reengaging in uh, activities in life. But it's been very obvious that everybody's had to make Healthier life choices and, and relational choices, in order to maintain their equilibrium um, over this year's time of reengaging.
0: It's my understanding that you hold the belief that trauma plays some role in aggravating the symptoms of Parkinson's. Tell us more about that.
1: Um, what we've found with Parkinson's are are multiple life events. During certain developmental periods of of the person's life, um, early on and even before pre five, they will likely be put into a caretaker role where they'll be expected to kind of uh, not just do what a five year old can do, but really micromanage uh, a parent's emotional state and maybe even to a certain extent. Be responsible for taking care of siblings. That's way over the abilities of a child that age. And then, when they come into pre-adolescence and early adolescence, we see another life event that has more to do with violating them their person in some way, and it's often a betrayal of a parent where they're put in a position that you just need to soldier on and suck up your feelings and and just keep going forward. Um, another dynamic is they often have a foot injury that seems to uh, be problematic for uh, the stomach meridians, to be quite honest. Uh, in some cases, it's ST42 that gets it, but sometimes it'll be a knee or lower leg that also affects that same meridian system. And uh, as they go forward, they will have a catalytic event that can happen at any point in life where they are absolutely frozen and at some, in some ways the body interprets it that they could die. And they are absolutely frozen to change anything. There is a, a feeling of great loss or um, doom of some sort. And within about two years, that, that freeze does not get fully released. And within two years, the body kind of breaks down in its ability to sustain itself, and you see the onset of the Parkinson's uh, Parkinsonian symptoms. The fourth event, or the fifth major event, is when they get the diagnosis. And at that point, it's almost like it's a death sentence because our current paradigm for treatment in the allopathic and medical and, and mental health healthcare care industry doesn't have a way to reverse or send these symptoms into remission or release what the body is currently doing. For them, it's just a progressive degenerative condition. And so they start preparing you for the worst of what you're going to experience in the near future. And so that then becomes the fifth trauma that's irreversible in that paradigm and in their minds because most of them come through that that medical paradigm. So the assumption is they know and so they are very, very diligent to find out everything they can find out Because nobody wants to be put in that position But with what it seems to be out there now That is the only option And you can you can look at uh, deep brain stimulators You can look at uh, nutrition You can look at uh, many other things Acupuncture and, and acupressure And massage and dance And and Tai Chi and and all of those help the body but without them being sequenced into a paradigm so that the body can fully optimize what the potential of that it sometimes just has minimal uh, benefit so what we've done here is to try to pull those things together in, in a comprehensive manner so that each of those can be maximized to help the body, release old trauma, help it re-engage, help it help the individual understand how they got there and how to maintain their own equilibrium um, as their body starts to go into recovery.
0: The work that you do is called beta resets. Does this involve a person sitting with you day after day, talking about all the traumas that they've experienced? No,
1: actually. Beta reset is the use of the neural feedback technology in a very unique way that allows the the body and the brain to bring up things to to explore feelings and After doing that, the feelings, maybe the old memories are very malleable so that you can look at the core beliefs that are adopted you can sit with that situation and allow the body to go through a normal body release so that it's no longer carrying the emotional intensity of that, which then gets encoded into the autonomic system. So we're allowing the body to let go of those things and, in essence, allowing the body and the brain to reset itself, re-encode it uh, in a new way so that it no longer is intrusive on the present and it no longer is exhausting the central nervous system and the body uh, in itself.
0: When a person comes to see you and your colleagues at your clinic, are they going to have to do a lot of preparation? For example, are they going to have to think about what their core beliefs are and be able to talk about that with you when they come?
1: No. Uh, Many times people don't even have recollection of issues or core beliefs. Our core beliefs are are really part of our subconscious and many times when we work through this those things just are allowed to come to the surface and just be examined and let the body come into a quiet state so that it can release that we really don't do traditional psychotherapy at this stage, we just allow the body to move into a normal trauma release process and we use lots of techniques and when the when we do that the body just comes into a quiet state and is allowed to um, come into a, a place where it's safe and they're okay and they feel the okay rather than feeling inadequate or unlovable or any of those other feelings that tend to just run in the subconscious but are never easily debatable and clearly aren't debatable even from a cognitive perspective in this initial state. After we've gone through this beta reset and we are reinforcing the neural network systems with traditional neural feedback and, and other things, then, then there's a little bit more connection with the, the communication centers so that cognitive behavioral and other therapies can be optimized. So what we do here is kind of a front-loaded intervention, uh, interruption of the dysregulation that is primarily uh, visible in the brain. Now, it's clearly visible in the body, but we're really working from the neural network uh, brain end of it as and then looking at using neural feedback plus... Uh, acupressure or um, things called tapping EFT which are uh, stimulating the meridian points to activate the brain to scan for safety and relevance to this current moment and when it does that it just simply says this isn't current right now all this escalation and arousal because right in this moment you're sitting in a quiet chair in a quiet room with a quiet person and there is no threat and so it shuts off not only the arousal from the event, but shuts off any arousal that's inappropriate for this present moment. And it disengages it.
0: We'll be right back with Dr. Jacqueline Gisborne after this short patient break. Dr. Gisborne will be one of the six 15 different amazing workshop presenters at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st for an evening reception, February 22nd for an all-day series of workshops and evening events, February 23rd, Saturday for the same thing, an all-day series of workshops and evening events, and then finally with a concluding presentation by the internationally known performer Jim Oliver. He'll be performing some healing music specifically directed to people who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. It doesn't get better than that. Now, you're hearing Dr. Gisborne give an explanation of neurofeedback. It really is something very different to experience that. So as you're going to hear in the next segment, she explains that she and her colleagues will be offering individual sessions to individuals, in other words, private sessions at the summit. So I want to encourage you to approach her if you're planning on being at the summit and making a reservation in advance. You don't want to miss that opportunity because it really will be an opportunity to explore whether or not this is an option that you might want to investigate further and adopt this as one of the ways that you're able to get relief from whatever symptoms you might be currently experiencing. You can get information about the summit by visiting the summit website. That's www.summit.parkinsonsrecovery.com. dot com. So that's www dot p a r k i n s o n s. R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y dot com. On the Parkinson's Recovery Summit website, you'll see a description of what we'll be doing in Santa Fe. You will not see a specific presentation of all the individuals who will be giving workshops. That's actually going to be posted later in August when we finalize each and every person who will be presenting. We've got that pretty near done, but the fact is that there's some finishing touches that need to be put before we actually post that. The advantage of signing up yeah, before August the fifteenth. In other words, now is that you actually can claim a twenty five percent discount. So instead of the two hundred dollar total per person fee, it's only a hundred and fifty dollars. So it's a good idea to actually register now. Although you don't have the specific listing of all of the presenters, obviously you know Dr. Gisborne as well uh, is going to be one, and and there will be others obviously too, that you're going to begin to hear who will be guests on the radio show. But let me encourage you to go ahead and sign up now if for any reason you can't make it. As is always the custom with Parkinson's recovery, you can always get a refund. So if you're planning at all uh, or thinking about attending the summit in Santa Fe, be sure to get, claim the early bird special, 25% off for $150. That includes absolutely everything. So all of the activities are free. There are no charges for anything that we do. You'll find there are many, many, many opportunities to get healings, private sessions, and of course some amazing work that's done in each and every workshop which is experiential. You don't sit down and look at PowerPoint presentations for an hour and a half in each workshop. It literally is experiential in the sense that you have an opportunity to experience the option that is being discussed in each workshop. The idea is to provide everyone with some great, wonderful information that's experiential about the many options that are making a huge difference to individuals who are looking for ways to reverse the symptoms that they currently experience that are associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. So Dr. Jacqueline Bis gisborne will be there live and in person. You can get incredible help, support, and assistance from her personally in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So check it out, www.summit.parkinsonsrecovery.com. And now back to Dr. Jacqueline Gisburn. Dr. Gisburn, I'm sure that uh, people who are listening are now very curious about the specifics of what actually happens. When they come to visit, what's really going to be experienced?
1: When they come into the office the first day, we actually uh, look at seven places. We just put electrodes. You know, they just are stuck there. And that goes through... a a small amplifier which then sends it to our computer and we read out the numbers relevant to the different brain frequencies. And we run that through a database that tells us what the brain's doing. We also have continuous performance tests because we want to see if there's improvement or how it changes. And we do um, other data gathering uh, interview type tests After they've done those things, we look at what's going on and we then do the interview to get the history, to see what the person has been all about as they've been growing up and coming to this point. From that point, then we do a training where we just determine how the brain is uh, receptive to training. And it's just a very short uh, training session, it's not even the beta reset yet usually at that point and we just look at how does the brain respond for ju- from just going through traditional training and training is not about putting electricity or anything into the brain we put the electrodes there It they read like a stethoscope what the brain frequency distribution is and we look at and see if that's a balance according to what is uh, normal, uh, based on numerous databases of 20 and 40 and, and 60,000 people. And we kind of have an idea of what what does normal look like when it comes to frequency distribution in the brain. So they will then do a very short training, and we will note whether there's any change in in their um, balance or change in, in their persona in any way, shape, or form. They usually then go to lunch, and then uh, we uh, talk to them about what they're experiencing, and then they'll do their first training. It takes about, you'll actually have four electrodes um, on your head, so we're really looking at four spots and how they interact with each other. And they go through that training, and usually um, at the end of that training, we will start to see some shift in the uh, body uh, activities. In many cases, you'll just note a change in their voice. Or you may note that when they get up, they're a little bit stronger. Or you'll note that they hold their head differently. Or you might start to see facial expression. And this is because the brain is allowed to kind of reset itself over and over during that process. And the brain is hardwired to heal so that if we interrupt the old pattern, the default of normal body function can start being restored. And we do this twice a day so that the body doesn't have, and the brain doesn't have time to go into a regression. It just keeps moving forward. And that helps the body and the brain strengthen over the course of time until you kind of hit a critical mass where that becomes a prevailing pattern again and the old one is then truly interrupted so that they can move forward in a recovery process
0: so I'm sitting in a chair I'm looking at you I've got these four electrodes on top of my (laughs) head and I'm assuming they're not going to hurt my head is that right? there's no No, pain no actually
1: we use just a contact paste which is a soap based uh, paste and they just hook onto your head.
0: So I just might clear look off,
1: a clear might. out your your hair, <laughs> so that there's a nice part there, so we can get down to the scalp, and then just let them stick as close to the scalp as we can.
0: And when you say training, do I have to do solve math puzzles? What am I doing for my training?
1: No, actually, you're looking at a screen. We use one that looks kind of like Pac-Man, and you're giving your you're looking at it as though it's a television, as though. You aren't doing anything in particular. You're just watching, passive watching. And the brain recognizes that the change in that pattern has significance. And it's seeking to have Pac-Man, because we're problem solvers, we're seeking to have it go through the maze successfully. So the brain purposefully engages in that thought process. And so we change the rules to how, what will make it go faster or slower or, or stop by saying we want to inhibit certain things so those become the rules and produce more of something and that kind of becomes a rule. And so as the eyes are taking in that visual information and there's a beeping tone that the brain likes and it wants more of that, so it will figure out how to get this Pac-Man figure to move through the maze in its own problem-solving way. It figures out where the electrodes are as though they're joysticks to move the process through. There's really no conscious uh, awareness of doing. It's really the brain just becoming aware and doing it on its own.
0: I'm literally just been watching something that looks a bit like a TV screen. Exactly. And not not anything else. I don't have to solve anything. I'm just You don't solve watching.
1: anything. You just allow the information to come in through your eyes and through your ears and the brain does the rest.
0: While I'm then watching this, is it possible that emotions are gonna to begin to move in?
1: Very often. Very often they may arise and the question we usually ask is where do you feel it? What What's that about? But these are rhetorical questions. We don't want the answer. We want your brain to do the problem solving. What is that about? And when we're all finished, we often see the story that's connected to those sensations in the body, and we just allow the body to then become aware of it. We help the body reduce intensity and let the story come out because in many cases with Parkinson's and other things, It's about not being able to have the voice to say what needs to be said or to be able to do what needs to be done. And so those things are just stuck. They are stuffed as though the significance of the person is diminished. And we allow it to be expressed in a way that uh, the body can feel as though it's been said it's been done and that no longer has to hold on to that
0: i understand that you really are filled to capacity in terms of appointments what um possibility is there that a person actually would be able to come and get some services from you and your colleagues
1: we we have um we have a telephone number we we actually um, talk to the people on the phone. We let them know how this, this particular paradigm works, which is a three-week stay in Glenwood, and how often the the services you know they'll come for training twice a day. It takes about a two-hour segment to work through everything, but oftentimes it's done in an hour, much like a traditional uh, therapy session would be. But that it will not be traditional psychotherapy, so if it takes 90 minutes, it takes 90 minutes and we only have so many hours in a day, so we only have so many clients at a time at 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 the moment having two people four hours a day each pretty much takes all of an eight hour day, but in many cases, in a person's second week they may uh, not take that much because their body has resolved many major things by then and we're now looking at less time, so we may have three people uh, for each of the therapists here. So it just depends on how they're sequenced and we bring people in whenever we have openings and we now um, are are completely full through August and are looking at September going into uh, the fall.
0: What is the phone number that people can call to get more information?
1: Our office phone number is 970- 970-384-2880. nine excuse me nine seven zero three eight four two eight eight zero. And we have a receptionist who's here um through the week but if if she's working or working talking to somebody on the line, um it goes to a voicemail and then we get back to people and we try to get back to everybody within twenty four hours.
0: You gave us a a stunning description of work that you had done with one individual with Parkinson's. I understand you've worked with others as well. What have been the outcomes with those experiences?
1: At this point in time, we've had good outcomes with all the conditions um, in this respect. In some, and I'll say this is ALS, we have not seen the full restoration and the remission of the symptoms. Um, They have a different emotional constellation that precedes the conditions onset, and we just have not had the experience because we've been focusing uh, most of our attention and energy into Parkinson's and some other things. But we have seen uh, positive mood shifts in the conditions that we've seen, in all the conditions we've seen up until now. And we've seen the remission of symptoms in many many situations, even the most difficult um, that that would involve brain patterns consistent with schizophrenia. But because we are really focusing on a smaller group, we really look more at chronic pain, um, fibromyalgia type and arthritis, and some other chronic conditions where people have been on um, pain medications for a long period of time. And and Parkinson's. They're just, we just only have so much time and so much energy, and at this point in time that we've really tried to focus in those areas. Um, we do see people who have a ADD or attention deficit because those are co- comorbidities to other things. So we can say, yes, we we do things that have addiction or um add patterns because those just are often seen um, in conjunction with these other conditions. So while we don't focus on those per se, we do have have experience with those.
0: The exciting announcement I have for all listeners is that you actually do not have to travel to Glenwood Springs, Colorado to see Dr. Gisburn and or her colleagues. You can actually see and connect with her and hear her workshop presentation at the 2013 Parkinson's Recovery Summit. That's to convene in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th. So, Dr. Gisborne, you'll be actually offering a workshop where you will be discussing all of what you've discovered and all of what you do. Is that right?
1: That's correct. Um, I had. Um, planned to be at this year's summit in uh, Cincinnati and had a a family situation come up and I wasn't able to come. So that was really a a very unfortunate uh, uh, thing that occurred. So this time I'm not just going to be there. I'm hoping that uh, some of my colleagues can come also so that we can really um, help people understand and interact at a higher level.
0: You will be offering individual sessions with individuals who are interested?
1: I will. Um, knowing that just one session is not sufficient to have long-term effects, It, but it does allow you to see and feel what the process is about. And in many cases, um, it can help to um, reestablish some of the mobility and balance issues just in a single session. And then you can decide going forward, how do you want to go forward? And some people have been fortunate enough to be in areas where we knew neurofeedback individuals who could do more traditional neurofeedback that could help at not the same level as the beta reset that we do, but at least help them uh, maintain a certain equilibrium.
0: How long are these individual sessions to be?
1: Um, the individual sessions are about an hour, and they uh, will entail kind of looking to see if this person meets the, the general criteria and the historical precursors that that seem to uh, be in place for when we find people who have parkinsonian symptoms.
0: And how much would that hour session cost?
1: When you're at the clinic it has one price, but I'm just I'm going to just charge $100 for an hour. Um that's less than half of uh what it might cost otherwise, but we don't charge by the hour anymore because many sessions take 90 minutes to 2 hours. But to just do the neurofeedback, um, we're, that's what we've decided is a good rate for this kind of situation. And I will be available for the whole time, as will the colleagues that come with me, to um, interact with you over and above just the hour's time so that we can have a little bit more flexibility.
0: Oh, I have to say, Jacqueline, that sounds absolutely divine. Well, there's obviously only one of you and only one of your colleagues. how do people make appointments with you individually in advance if they want to get these sessions at the Santa Fe Summit?
1: The easiest thing is to email me and to my email address is jacqueline j a c l y n at the connected dot and if you will email me I will um, put that into a file folder so that I have the people who want to either be at the workshop or have a session so that we can have that list going because again there are only so many t- hours that will be available and we want to be able to be available to everyone so we can fit those things into the whole uh, workshop. Because when I've been at the previous workshops, one of the things that was so exciting was that there were so many people who have so many different modalities and different techniques and different expertise and skills that really do enhance the recovery process. And if we could get the recovery process started with what we do here in our two to three weeks, I really love to have that information about these new things that are coming up so that we can start integrating those and help plug people into those um, other things that they can be doing when they go home. So it's also a good time for me to get to learn new things, and I do take advantage of that to the degree that I can.
0: This all sounds very exciting to me, and I want to emphasize, for those of you listening, this is an opportunity to actually experience this particular modality option live and in person. It's one thing to hear the discussion, but obviously another to actually experience it. So it's an opportunity of a lifetime when you come to the summit in Santa Fe, you do have an opportunity to actually get an individual session to experience what this might actually be like and feel like for you personally. I want to emphasize, make an appointment in advance. If you arrive at the summit, it's very likely their schedule will be totally filled because we only have three days. So make an appointment in advance. Get ready to experience something that's new and exciting and obviously helping many, many people who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. Well, Dr. Gisborne, I want to thank you so much for all the incredible, revolutionary discoveries that you're making for persons who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. You're welcome. It's amazing work, and I'm so, so happy and delighted to be able to tell people that you're going to be at the summit in Santa Fe. It's going to be an exciting event for us all.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to it, and again, um, I'm encouraging uh, some of my colleagues who are trained to do this uh, to come with me and hopefully we'll have uh, uh, several people there that can answer questions and, and be part of this summit.
0: Sounds absolutely wonderful. It'll be at the La Fonda Hotel February 21st, 22nd, 23rd. We have a concluding presentation of a performance by internationally known musician Jim Oliver, who's actually going to play music live for individuals who happen to currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. So this will be quite an amazing summit. I hope you all can make it. Dr. Gisburn, thank you so much for being a guest with us on the show today. Thank you. I'm your host, Robert Rogers. This is Parkinson's Recovery. Do you have questions about the Santa Fe Parkinson's Recovery Summit February 21st through the 24th, call me toll-free. The number is 877-526-4646, or email me. My email is robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, at com. That's P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N-S. R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y dot com. You'll have an opportunity once you arrive in Santa Fe for the summit to actually connect in person with Dr. Gisborne and 15 other amazing presenters. Better yet, you have an opportunity to meet all of the individuals who are also attending the summit who themselves have incredible suggestions of what you can do to get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. We are forming a community of individuals, all of whom are on the road to recovery, and all all of whom are finding their own solutions in their own way. The purpose of the summit is to preview many, many different options that are helping people recover. Many of the people who will present are pioneers of recovery people who are featured in the most recent 2012 edition of Pioneers of Recovery, people who have had the symptoms of Parkinson's, who've had advanced stages of Parkinson's, and who found certain options that had a profound impact on helping them reverse their symptoms. They, too, will be at the summit, and they, too, will be talking about what they've done to be able to reverse their own symptoms. It really will be a golden opportunity to have first-hand experience with What's making a difference for many people who are currently experiencing neurological challenges? Join us at the Summit. Information can be found at www.summit.parkinsonsrecovery.com. A reminder, the early bird special is good through August the 15th, so sign up now. Register now. It's 25% off, which means it's only $150 rather than $200 per person. I assure you it's well worth four times that, but that's the price. That's all you have to pay to get all of the advantages of all the services, all the events, morning, morning. Afternoon and evening that we're offering this year at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit 2013. Again, call me long distance if I can answer any questions whatsoever. Eight seven seven five two six four six four six. In future shows, we will be sponsoring more of the individuals who will be presenting workshops and available for individual consultations and treatments of one type or another. These are amazing times. People are discovering many exciting ways to get actually well from these neurological challenges. So join us. I look forward to meeting you at the 2013 Summit. If you didn't make the Cincinnati Summit just last month, You will be amazed and dazzled at what happens there. We all get a profound healing, and we all get additional information that has a profound impact. I'm Robert Rogers. This is Parkinson's Recovery, and that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound where all the women are smart, All the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show today, that you indeed are on the road to recovery. We look forward to connecting with you next week. Good day.